culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and a host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh weekly. For more hot takes, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach. I always keep it funny and I always keep it cute. I also just did a really fun video on my Instagram breaking down everything that we have survived this far in 2021. And um, based off of the comments you guys have all left. It seems to be quite a hit. So thank you for that. If you're like me and you want to stay up to date with the latest reality tea, you can give us a follow at No Filter with Zach on the Instagram, or you can always join our private Facebook group. The link is in the description below. Okay, I'm excited because I have a very special announcement that I'm going to be making today on the reality checked a uh, radio show on Sirius XM on Radio Andy. Amy Phillips, who was on this show a couple weeks ago, she's invited me to help break down Potomac. It's happening today. Today is Monday. If you're listening to this, it airs. We go live at 1 p.m. Pacific, which is 1, 2, 3, 4 Eastern. So if you're listening to this before 1 p.m. Pacific and 4 Eastern, you're going to want to download that SiriusXM app on your phone so you can tune into Reality Checked with Amy Phillips because I'm going to be on and we're going to be talking all about Potomac, which I actually think is a really good season. I know everyone loved last season. Some people are like, this season's boring. I think this season's great. And I'm excited to break it down with Amy Phillips today. I believe it'll be available on demand on the SiriusXM app if you miss the live broadcast. But please tune in live. I'm going to be making a special announcement in relation to my no filter wine. Wink, wink. Um, Yeah, thank you guys so much for supporting the wine. I have already hit the goal that I wanted to hit of wine sales. I So many of you are DMing me saying that you're already like on your third case of no filter wine, which I'm so excited about. This was such a fun collaboration that I did with Elix. It is one light crisp, lightly fizzy rosé, slightly dry. Um, it's going to get you litty city, but there's less than a gram of sugar in it. So you're not going to be too hungover tomorrow. Four fun cans and maybe more. Wink, wink. Four fun cans designed by some of my favorite, most iconic housewives moments. We have one inspired by Jersey, New York, Beverly Hills and Atlanta. And there may be one more. Come into the lineup. Get ready. Wink, wink. I'm excited about it, and I can't wait to to finally announce that. But if you want to stock up, 
make sure you stock up for the weekend because I know summer is almost over and you're going to want to like go poolside or like sneak it into your Uber to pregame before you go out or if you're going to the beach, like get in the last of that vitamin D. Um, soak it all in. Or you can always, you know, like I do every weeknight when I'm watching reality TV, Tuesdays when I'm watching New York and then Wednesdays when I'm watching Beverly Hills, I have my I Stole Kim's Goddamn House and I'm ready to mention it all. So, nofilterwine.com. Go to nofilterwine.com to order your No Filter Wine right now. All right, guys. I also want to say um, I have a very special announcement. We're going to get to all the tea. I have Jen Shaw stuff, Mary Crosby stuff, Erica Jane stuff. We're going to clarify the Erica and Garcelle stuff because I know a lot of people still have a lot of questions about the tea that I spilled on Friday's bonus episode, which was really just a live. We go live every Thursday nights on Instagram, and then it it gets rebroadcast on the YouTube channel. So every Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. Pacific, we go live, and I spill, like, exclusive tea, and we kind of, like, just all chat together. I shared that episode that we recorded on Thursday night on this podcast on Friday. Um, I don't know if I want to continue to release those. I don't know if you even enjoy it. It's more of, like, a very less informal Uh, format and it's more of kind of just like us chatting and me answering questions. I don't know if I'll release them every week on the podcast. I think it's just kind of a fun, you know, buzzy engagement uh, night that we get to have where we can, you know, shoot the shit and drink some no filter rosé. But if you want more of those, let me know. Maybe I'll I'll put more of them out there. But I did want to say that I have a very special milestone that I've reached. I announced earlier this year that um, at the start of the year, back in January, we had reached 1 million downloads on the podcast, which was a huge milestone for me because I've had the podcast for a little over six years now. I know a lot of people just found it recently. They've just discovered the podcast. The podcast kind of went through a transition in the past two years. Um, 2020 kind of really recalibrated what the show was and the direction that I took with the show. And it proved to be successful since we broke 1 million downloads at the start of this year. And I'm happy to say that in the last seven months, we have now officially broken 2 million downloads, which is exciting because it took me nearly six years to break the first million. And in seven months, we've broke another million. And I know that there's only more to come. This means that the podcast is growing. This means our community is growing. And it's not just me and like four other people in the DMs spilling the tea and shooting the shit. It's like a lot more of us. And I'm so excited and grateful to have you all part of this podcast with me. Um, And it's grown. It's not just the podcast anymore. Now it's the YouTube integration. We do exclusive videos on YouTube. We go live on Instagram. We now have a wine that we can all drink together. So it's just, it's really, really exciting to see the expansion of this now business. It's not just a fun passion project. It's not just something that I'm taping when I leave the office every night and going into a studio and, and, you know, recording these fun little podcasts together for 30 minutes. Now it's actually, you know, funded my life. I don't need a Tom Girardi to fund my life. It's expensive to be me, but I'm paying my own bills. I'm paying my own hair bleach and my own, you know, wardrobe and my own, you know, my own everything. And I'm so grateful. So thank you guys for helping me reach this milestone. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Thank you for telling your friends. Thank you for tagging your friends and and sending those links. Um, So, so grateful. And so I just wanted to say thank you. And to say thank you, I promise we'll get to the tea. But I just, I need to give some shout outs really quickly to people that have been so supportive of the podcast. Ooh, who is texting me? Is that my booty call for later? Oh, no, it's not my booty call for later. It's work. Fun stuff. Um, Okay, let's see. 
quick shout outs for people that have given a few reviews on the iTunes, which I am so grateful for. Really quickly, um, thank you to Maria Kaiko. Maria Kaiko, she said, yay, so happy I was recommended this podcast. See what happens when you recommend the podcast and then you leave reviews. Like, it really is helpful, you guys, and it helps continue to grow the show, which helps get me more exclusive sources. It helps get me, you know, more access to some of the bigger names that we want to continue to bring on the show, which is just more exciting for all of us. I have Gigi Golnessa from Shaws of Sunset that's going to be on later this month. I have Dorinda that's going to be on later this month from Real Housewives of New York. I have Tracy DeMarco that was supposed to be on the show this week, but she had to cancel. She had a little family emergency and she had to cancel. She was a throwback reality star from Jerseylicious. I don't know if anybody remembers Jerseylicious, but that was a fun little throwback. So she should be coming on the podcast soon. Uh, It was supposed to be this week, but it won't be. But that's why it's important that you send recommendations and do reviews, everybody. Uh, let's see. So thank you, Maria. Who else we got? JAA320. What's up, girl? How you doing? She said, I'm glad I'm, I stumbled upon this podcast. Ooh, did you have some no filter wine when you stumbled upon it? It's fun, informative, and very well thought out. The content is second to none. Thanks, Zach. Keep them coming. Well, thanks you. Thank you, JAA320. And then we have May J, like May Day, but a lot more fun. She said the best Bravo T. I love Zach and all the shows he puts out. He is unbelievably smart and so well researched. This is my go-to podcast for all the tea. And Zach is so professional, passionate, and fun. Keep up the great work. You are truly excellent at what you do. Aw, thank you, May J. These are so sweet. I really, really appreciate them. The more we spread love, like I know I just learned about this thing called the Lions Gate, and apparently the Lions Gate is what's happening right now. August 8th was like the biggest day. But anyway, this is a time to be like sending positive energy and sending love, especially with how heavy things seem to be in the world and how divisive we all are. I had a great episode with Jeff Epstein, who was on the show, I think, last Monday. And so many of you responded so well to which I was a little nervous. I was like, I don't even know if I really want to promote this episode because, you know, there are little moments where we get a little political, but it's more of just like a message of like how we need to be kinder to each other and support each other. And even if we disagree with each other, that doesn't mean that we have to be nasty towards each other. I understand if like somebody, you don't want somebody to fuck with your energy and you're like, you know what? I don't agree with that person and our morals are different and our priorities are different or whatever the case may be. And you're like, you know, I need to keep a loving distance from that person or I need to give that person a loving no. That's cool. I'm not saying not to do that, but you don't need to be nasty towards that other person was the intention of that conversation. And seeing how well so many people responded to that made me happy because we should continue to exude and radiate compassion because the more love and compassion that we send to people, the more that we attract that in our own lives. All right. That's why I've decided to like ignore the negative comments and the bullshit and only continue to highlight the people that are spreading love, not just for me, but like in general, let's continue to amplify that vibration. No more low vibe shit. Fuck that bullshit. Fuck those people. Bye. Like I said, it's okay to push them out the way and, you know, focus on your own direction, but we don't need to be nasty to them. Um, okay, should we dive into some of the tea? Also, if you're watching this on the YouTube, you'll notice that I'm wearing glasses today. I tore my last contact, which was not very exciting. <laughs> um, so I'm forced to wear my glasses. But it also, I feel like, makes me feel like a little smarticle now that I'm doing all these Girardi legal breakdowns and stuff. So who knows? Maybe we'll dive more into it. Um, okay, so let's talk all about the tea. Well, first off, Lisa Vanderpump, LVP, the OG of the BH, who is no longer the OG because Kyle replaced her and took that crown. 
she is about to be Nanny Pinky. Pandora is pregnant, which is very exciting news. Lots of like good things happening in the Bravo land. We saw Sheena Shea got engaged recently to Brock. Now that he's not just her baby daddy, now he's her future to be husband. I wonder if we'll actually see it on Vanderpump Rules. We saw her first wedding and that ended in a shit show. I actually like them together. We don't know anything about him because we don't really see much about him. We see him on our social media a lot and he seems to be cool with this kind of like public life that she really wants to put out there. Curious to see what the relationship is going to bring and to see like what type of Sheena we get on the show this season, especially after all the drama with the producer from the last season who was like, oh, we intentionally, I intentionally like to make Sheena look bad. You know, we shall see. But congratulations to Lisa Vanderpump. She is about to be a granny, nanny pinky. Congrats, girl. Congrats. That'll be some new addition other than, you know, your podcast. Is anybody listening to Lisa Vanderpump's podcast? I don't know if that's like an actual thing that people... Mm. Who knows? I know one thing I'm not watching is Vanderpump Dogs. No shade, just truth. Also, um, Erica Jane has confirmed that she will be at the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills reunion. She posted, she was doing a lot of tweets. I think she may be tweaking some of her strategy on social media since it is really tone deaf and tactless and bad. It seems like she's responding to a lot more fans and like positive messages and like actually being honest about, um, like her position to stay on the show. Like I was reading some of the mess, some of the tweets and I was like, wow, we seem to be changing a tone girl. Cause before people were like, Oh, you need to read the room. And she would be like, it's my motherfucking room, bitch. And I was like, what, what the fuck? What are you, do you have a, a shank? Are you going to get in a street fight with some bitch on Twitter? Like, what are you doing? And now she seems to be responding to positive tweets and being like, you know what? Life is tough. It was easier for me to run and I didn't run. I chose to, you know, continue to engage. It was all happening in real time. I choose to I chose to stay and be honest. Whether or not she's actually being honest, whether or not we want to believe that she's being honest, she's opening up and changing her tune on social media. So maybe that means she's listening to hashtag no filter and she knows that we definitely think her posts were terrible. <sighs> we shall see what happens. We'll see what kind of Erica we get at the reunion. That'll be the most telling point. And yeah, granted, there's probably not going to be a lot that she can say. But at the same time, she also has been, you know, a lot more open than I think a lot of us were expecting on the show that she may kind of clarify some of those. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We shall see what, what we get from her at the reunion. But someone on Twitter did ask if she's going to be at the reunion. And she said, yes, she will be. All right. Let's get it. So while we're on the topic of Erica Jane and the Tom Girardi stuff, last on Friday's bonus episode, which was really just a recording of the Instagram live that we did together, all of us um, from last Thursday night, there was, so I spilled a little tea and I opened up about the fact that Garcelle wasn't actually present for the revelation that Tom calls Erica every day. And a lot of people are like, well, that doesn't make sense. And they were trying to piece it together and rewatch that scene. So to clarify, I want to share the tea that I got and, and also um, clarify that I didn't just get this from the headlines because now it's all over the news and people are reporting on it. And you know, the story's kind of gotten out there and those reporters, I guess, have their own sources or maybe they're my sources. I just know that, I have two different sources that have confirmed this to be true. Two good sources that I actually trust. Um, 
And you know I get exclusive Beverly Hills tea. I was the first to announce that Crystal Minkoff was going to come on um, before it was ever really announced or teased. Like I, I, Beverly Hills and Vanderpump Rules are, I think, the two shows that I have the best ties with. Um, so I'm always very confident in the sources that I have and the tea that I get there. I will just say that. Um, now, when it comes to the Erica Garcelle stuff, so... What we saw, if you remember, in last week's episode was they were all chatting up on that little, I don't want to say it was a mountain. It was like a little hill on the hike. They were all chatting. Garcelle was obviously grilling Erica, asking her a bunch of questions. As Crystal later confirmed, Garcelle wasn't there for the night prior when Erica opened up to all of them. And and Crystal even said Erica opened up like a lot. All we saw was like 30 seconds, which was where she was talking about Tom sailing off and falling into the ding-dong ditch. But... There was obviously a lot more to that conversation, which is kind of what I speculated. I was like, I think there was more to that conversation, but it was edited to make it look really confusing because the other women didn't really seem to be confused aside from Sutton. And I was like, I think this is like a production editing thing to foreshadow and tease the drama that's going to be ahead with Sutton versus Erica. So we see Garcelle obviously grilling Erica because this is the first time she's really getting an opportunity to ask her all of these questions. And after that, we see them walking back. And as they're walking, there's a conversation about Tom and the fact that Tom calls Erica all the time. Um, and you can hear like a back and forth in a dialogue with Sutton and with, or sorry, not with Sutton, with Crystal and with Garcelle between Erica about Tom calling her all the time. And so... Then you get back to the house. Garcelle brings it up while Erica's touching up her makeup. And then Garcelle brings it up again in front of all the other women. And that's when we see Erica Jane have her snap. And so I later shared that her meltdown moment was because what was said about Tom was caught in a hot mic moment while cameras were down. Later, as Lisa Rinna, Lisa Rinna revealed on her Instagram story, there was a big blowout with production where Erica had a screaming match with them and was very upset about the fact that that was going to be brought up on the show. That's why when she's in the bathroom and you hear her crying and it seems like she's talking to herself and she's kind of like, I've been very open. I've been very honest. I've, you know, I've given you what you've wanted, but some things just can't be revealed on camera, etc. Etc. Why she would want that information concealed, I don't know. I mean, I've kind of tried to rack my noodle around, my gluten-free noodle around it several different times of like, well, maybe it's to protect Tom because we see, like, this is, again, before the scandal, like, really broke. We're going to see in this next episode, that's when the LA Times article comes out, and that's when it shows all the other lawsuits, and that's when everyone started to rush to sue Tom, and that's when it really became the big scandal that we all know of today. But at the time that this is all being filmed, this is still all kind of preliminary. And there's just this lawsuit from Edelson PC that, you know, we were just starting to learn about. We just heard that Tom had been hospitalized. Like there were still so many things up in the air that the dust hadn't really fully settled yet. And I don't even think currently the dust is fully settled. But so there could have been like an element of like wanting to protect Tom. You know, I think there are undertones of that in some of the things that she says where she talks about how he was starting to lose his mind, how after the accident, he really, you know, started to lose some of his faculties. He started to become a lot meaner. Um, His demeanor really changed. So it's possible that uh, she was trying to conceal that information because she didn't know if it would be used to hurt Tom or if it would be used to hurt her. Because if she said Tom's been calling her repeatedly, then that could indicate that 
she had been in contact and communication with Tom. Now, the phone records, which I would assume are the next things that will be pulled into question, are her and Tom's phone records individually to see if they really were just incoming calls from Tom or if she actually picked up and there was a conversation and a dialogue and an exchange that happened with Tom. That's probably why she was a little bit worried because she knew that the phone records would now be pulled into question. And who knows if she did answer the phone and was like, Tom, we can't talk. Who knows what actually went down? But for whatever reason, she didn't want that information coming out. That information, as I shared, was disclosed to Crystal Minkoff and Crystal Minkoff only. Garcelle was not present for that conversation. Now, Garcelle also... um, When you look at the edit that we got, and I've constantly referred to this as a Frankenstein edit because... As we know with Frankenstein, there are pieces of other conversations and sound bites that are pieced together and then thrown into what looks like them walking back to the car. So that was all mostly manufactured by production. What I was told, and again, I have two sources that have confirmed this story, is that, and two good sources, um, Erica was with Crystal. Garcelle had already gotten into her car because they had to take separate cars per COVID restrictions, which doesn't really make sense because they were literally just all together talking to each other in an enclosed space, or I guess it's an open space, but they were all together talking that now they have to ride in separate cars. That uh, Who the fuck am I to judge? Or, you know, whatever. But Garcelle went off into her own car For some reason, I don't know if Crystal and Erica, I didn't clarify this piece. I don't know if they were in the car together or they were about to get in the car together. But Crystal and Erica had a conversation where cameras were down and and Erica disclosed that information to Crystal Minkoff. Production heard it on the mic and then relayed that information to Garcelle. So when they get back to the house, when Crystal goes in, Garcelle then confronts Erica. This is also off camera, but this is where you're hearing some of that audio where there's that exchange between Erica and Garcelle and Crystal. You hear Erica and and Garcelle talking about Tom calling her. That only comes up because Garcelle had heard about it from production and then was told to ask Erica about it. So Garcelle was given that information, asks Erica about it off camera, but it's still caught on mic. Producers then ha- had Garcelle bring it up on camera. And that's when they're all sitting inside the La Quinta house and Gar- and Erica's touched up her makeup. And then Garcelle's like, the saddest thing that I ever heard was that Tom calls you every day. And then Erica's like, Oh, yeah, it is sad. But you can see like her her eyes are kind of like, oh, you really just said that on camera right now. And I didn't really want that out there. But we already talked about this outside. And now you're asking me about it on camera. I'm just going to powder my nose and just like not give it much attention. Because if we give it more attention, then we um, then it's more likely to be picked up on the show. But since neither of the two incidents prior where she shared the information with Crystal and then Garcelle asked her about it afterwards because production had tipped Garcelle off, those two incidents happened off camera. But they were edited together. The audio was edited together and then they used the clip of the three of them walking back on the hike trail as to make it look like that's what ended up happening. But it was a hot mic moment the first time, and then the second time, also a hot mic moment that was now being edited into the show. So when Garcelle brought it up the first time and Erica talked to her about it, that was one thing. It was off camera. Then Garcelle's bringing it up again a second time when it's just them together. Okay, fine, whatever. She kind of, you know, 
bypass that. And then the third time when Garcelle brought it up again in front of the other women, that's when Erica realized, okay, now she's being pressured to keep pushing this because I don't believe Garcelle had any malice or, or ill intent in bringing it up. I think she genuinely thought that it might help Erica or it might help her be more honest and vulnerable with the other women. For all we know, she may have already disclosed that information to Kyle and Rinna and maybe Dorit, since those are the three that she's the closest to, off camera separately. But now Garcelle's bringing it up on camera in front of everybody in a group setting. And that's where you see Erica kind of snap. And you can see the look in her eyes of like, did this bitch really just bring this up on camera? And the third time, that's why she's like, you got it out of me once. Because that's the ones that we heard on the mic that they didn't capture on camera, which was after she had already told Crystal. She's like, you got it out of me once. And now you, you know, you know, now you have my moment. And then Garcelle's like, no, that's not what I'm trying to do. And she's like, no, please have your moment. And she's like, that's not what I'm trying to do. And that's not what I would ever try to do. And I think Garcelle was honest in that. I don't think Garcelle genuinely believed that that information could have hurt Erica. And I don't believe she thought that Erica would have had such a big reaction to it. But I think Erica was reacting more to the situation and knowing that this is now going to be played out on camera more than she was reacting to. I mean, and she said, I feel like you're betraying my friendship right now. And I think that's honest in saying that, like, I think, you know, you're you're pushing something that didn't really need to be out there. And if it was going to come out there, it was my business to share and not for you to bring it up. It would have been one thing if Garcelle would have pulled Erica aside prior or when it was just them one on one and been like, do you mind if we share this information with the women? I think it might be helpful. But Garcelle didn't do that. She's like, do you if I'm going to share with the women if you don't mind me sharing that Tom calls you every day. So it's like, well, what if she didn't mind? You'd already kind of brought up that information. Again, why would Erica want to conceal that information? TBD. We don't fully know that the story as to why she may have thought that was incriminating. Maybe it was something her lawyer said shouldn't be shared on the show. Who knows? But if she, in her head, because again, we have to, you know, thinking back to what how Erica is perceiving the situation, I think in her head, she feels like a victim in all of this because she feels betrayed by Tom and she feels like he lied to her. Whether or not that's true, I believe Erica genuinely feels like a victim in this. The real victims are the ones that Tom, you know, bamboozled and took money from and didn't give them their settlements. So then we see Erica exit. We see her in the bathroom. She's crying. She seems like she's talking to herself. That was ahead of or part of the entire blow up that she had with production of like, I'm being honest with you guys. I told you guys that I would give you what you wanted, but sometimes you have to respect that I'm in a legal situation and there are certain key details that can't be brought up on camera. And the fact that you did this to me and blindsided me and took information that I revealed to Crystal in confidence, and now you're saying that, you know, you're you're bringing it up and you're blindsiding me with this information and getting Garcelle to do it by giving her information that I never gave to her until you gave it to her first. Now I'm pissed. So I understand that whole blowout and I wish we would have seen more of it. I got into it on Friday on the Friday bonus episode where I said, um, I think the reason that it wasn't shown was because it doesn't do the producers or the network any good to show them fighting with the talent and having a screaming match. It also doesn't look good that it looks like they set her up. I think that if we do end up seeing a piece of that fight, we'll probably see it at the reunion and it'll probably look like Erica was screaming at them and we're probably not going to get much of the producers engaging with Erica. It's probably going to make it look like Erica's having a full Vicky Gumvelson meltdown, you know, that was caught on camera. 
And I think it's because, you know, obviously Bravo wants to protect Bravo and they're going to protect their producers and they're going to, you know, try to make it look like Erica was the one being difficult, you know, despite it being a back and forth exchange with the producers. So there's that. Um, yes, Crystal does kind of bring up because then everybody was like, well, if you watch the after show, you know, Crystal's very specific about saying, well, you weren't there when she said that she didn't want it brought up on camera. Technically true, but it also technically doesn't mean that Garcelle was there when Erica shared that information with Crystal. You know, it's it's kind of, I think, Crystal playing a fine, like dancing on a fine line of like, well, if Garcelle's bringing it up and producers brought her into this, then maybe she's doing it to protect them or, you know, to like do what they need. Like I should kind of just play ball. That's more of my own speculation. I don't know really much about Crystal's role or involvement in this. I just know when I listened to her on Watch What Happens Live, when I watched her in the after show, she's very specific about being that like, well, Garcelle wasn't present for when Erica said that she didn't want this information revealed. Doesn't necessarily say that Garcelle, it implies it, but it doesn't directly say it. And I feel like the fact that she's saying that party line on the show, on the after show, at the at the Watch What Happens live taping, it sounds like at this point, it sounds like a party line and not like a, yes, Erica said this to the three of us. We were at the car. She revealed a piece of this information to Garcelle and then only revealed this piece of information to just me, which is also weird because it's like if you don't want that information shared, why would you only tell one person and not the full party in which you were disclosing that information to? Got to really, you know, think about it, analyze it. Tis with a tis. So that's the clarification. If you don't believe it, fine. You don't have to believe it. Because I'm tired of people coming in the DMs and being like, you're wrong. I don't give a shit if you think I'm wrong. I think I'm right. You don't have to take it with a grain of salt. Believe it or not. If you don't want to believe it, don't. It's not going to hurt my feelings, I promise. Um, but I love you anyway. Smooches. Um, okay, next up, Mary Crosby was arrested. This is weird. I feel like everybody is just like getting arrested these days. Um, so Mary Crosby is in some legal trouble and she had to, um, she's going to have to appear in court and face new charges that she was, I think it was harboring, not harboring a fugitive, but it's something along those lines. Let me pull up me notes. From Mary Crosby, who's uh, Mary from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Remember, she was the um, the one that said Jen's Jen smelled like hospital. And then, you know, she was the one she was the friend of that got promoted a full time. And she's, you know, a little cuckoo magoo. But, you know, everybody loves her for it. So she's pled not guilty to new charges. So the charges are unlawfully providing shelter to a runaway and contributing to the delinquency of a minor. There aren't too many details about this. Her rep did issue a statement. Uh, They said, Mary is saddened that she was dragged into another family's domestic situation, but is confident that the misunderstanding will be cleared up soon. She apparently also hasn't hired a lawyer yet either. So I don't, this may seem like it may have blindsided her. I don't know what the actual details of the allegations and charges are. However, it does sound like there may have been, and maybe it was like a, um, like one of her kids' friends that, or I think she only has one son. Maybe it was like her son's friend that got into some trouble. 
was in some trouble legally and then was like, I need a place to crash. And Mary was like, yeah, of course, you can stay with us. Like, we got you. I don't know the actual details. This is more of just like speculation at this point because none of the details have fully been released other than she, it sounds like she was, they say harboring, I mean, it's not harboring. It's unlawfully providing shelter to a runaway. Runaway, like, and then it's contributing to the delinquency of a minor. So this is somebody that's likely underage, probably a friend of her son's uh, who ran away from home and then was staying with Mary. And at this point, it's like an, an underaged harboring a fugitive sort of situation is how I interpret it. Is it that bad? Probably not. Like I said, I've talked about this. Did I talk about this on the episode with Jeff? That a lot of times these headlines make it all seem more salacious and worse than it actually is. But like that's a very logical understanding that would bring about those charges. And her statement says it's sad that she's now being dragged into a, a, another situation with a family that's you know having some issues. Kid probably did something stupid, broke the law, underage, got in a fight with his parents, ran away, or maybe, yeah, probably ran away. Kids in high school tend to run away sometimes. That happens. Anybody that keeps a child um, that runs away could technically be charged under those same allegations. So is it that incriminating? Not really. Who knows what the actual details of it are. She's pleading not guilty. She has a future court hearing where they're going to dive into it further. Uh, as of yet, I don't think she's hired a lawyer. So sounds like she's not that concerned. And it is probably just like a, you know, a family dispute. And the family's probably pissed that she decided to take in their kid when they clearly have some sort of issue with the kid or there's some sort of dispute at home. Who knows? Whatever the case is. It doesn't sound that incriminating. It sounds bad when you say, ooh, she's been charged criminally. That sounds bad. But then you look at it. It's like when, you know, there were the things about Lisa Rinna being sued. And then you find out, oh, it was a copyright infringement lawsuit. Well, that still sounds bad. And then you look into it and it's like, oh, it's a paparazzi that took some photos of her. And then she posted those photos to her Instagram account. And the paparazzi wants money because he's like, you use those photos without paying me. When it's also like, well, but it's her. You know what I mean? But when you say Lisa Rinna is currently caught up in a lawsuit for copyright infringement, that sounds bad. That's what a lot of the headlines are intended to do. They're meant to sound bad. Or people like lawyers on Twitter that want to incriminate certain people or may or, you know, malign their character, it, that's an easy way to do it. It's to make something sound more salacious than it actually is because then you're painting a picture that this person is not a good person. This person is a bad person. When whether or not they're a good person or a bad person may not be directly related to whether or not they post a photo that a paparazzi took of them to their Instagram. Also, that's a tale as old as time paparazzi trying to get celebrities for a, pa a cash payout. That's why the paparazzi is getting Kanye West's face because he has a history of fighting with them. So they want him to punch them so that they can sue him and get money out of him. Tale as old as time. While we're on the topic of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, though, Jen Shaw, who we know, this is the, the one that does look bad. Again, I've repeatedly said, like, if we're going to be pissed off at any of the Real Housewives and, you know, crucify them, then Jen Shaw is probably a little more worthy. I mean, I don't think anybody's worthy of crucifixion from the public. I think we should let the law play out the way it should. But she's the one that definitely looks guilty at this point. She has many, like, this was a nine-year scheme that she had allegedly run with her assistant, Stuart. Um, 
There has been a years-long investigation by the feds. She was arrested by the feds. She was charged. She is pleading not guilty. She's maintaining her innocence. It now looks like her assistant steward, who was allegedly her accomplice, she also has other people that were part of this overarching scheme that she's now being accused by the feds of being the ringleader of, which says a lot. They don't just throw out accusations like that about her being the head of the scheme if they don't have proof to back that. It's one thing when you're a lawyer and you can throw out certain allegations, you know, with somebody that hasn't been criminally charged because you can be like, we're investigating this. We're looking into this. This is what it sounds like. This is what it looks like. With Jen Shaw, she's been charged. She's been arrested. They have a full case against her. They have witnesses that are, you know, testifying against her. And now it looks like her assistant Stewart is going to be next in line to testify against her. Is this true? It's again, speculation online. Ronald Richards reported on this over the weekend. Um, and like I said, he, I may not be a biggest, my, the biggest fan of him personally, but I always give credit to where credit is due. So the Ronald Richards stands can, you know, Stay seated out in the back out there, okay? Um, he said that it looks like Stewart might flip on Jen Shaw. What does that mean? Maybe he will flip on her. Is there any evidence or proof or anything that actually links that to being a reality? No, I haven't seen him say he's going to do that. I haven't seen his lawyer hint at anything like that. As of right now, it looks like it's all just speculation, Probably, again, to sensationalize the case and garner attention, which is what it's doing. It's getting picked up all over the blogs. So that's what's being thrown out there is that he's expected to be turning on Jen Shaw. Where that's coming from, again, I don't know. It's just mere speculation that Ronald tweeted out. He also shared the court documents that shared that the the judge is denying Jen Shaw's motions. She's like, we heard about the contact where she was like, oh, my contact, I can't see, I can't, you know, sign paperwork. You can't use this again to incriminate me. So things like that, the judge is continuing to throw out. She's trying to really throw everything at the wall that they're willing to stick. But like some of her claims are just really fabricated and ridiculous. I know right now she's saying that she's been her legal team is saying that she's been targeted because she's a celebrity. Arguably, um, she's a celebrity. She's a reality star a one season, one hit wonder as of yet. We'll see what she brings in the second season. I've heard rumblings that she might be demoted and that the newbie that they've brought in might replace her. I have yet to see proof of that. I have yet to see that actually become a reality. Maybe it will be. Who knows? I think the Bravo is likely going to keep her for a minute, though, at least until this all kind of plays out. And then we have a, you know, Jen Shaw behind bars special. But her court date has also been delayed, which means that she likely won't have her hearing in October during BravoCon, which is what was originally expected or anticipated. So we shall see what happens with Miss Jen Shaw and Coach, or Mrs. Jen Shaw and Coach Shaw. We haven't heard a peep out of him. I know there were all the cheating rumors that came out when she was first arrested. I haven't heard anything about those either. So who knows if that's actually true or what. But I mean, she clearly doesn't have much assets to be sued for. If anything, it looks like she's just going to be getting locked up. Locked up, they wouldn't let me out. Locked up, they wouldn't let me out. Mm, mm, mm. What else? Okay, Jennifer Aiden versus Margaret Josephs on Real Housewives of New Jersey. So Joyzy is getting ready to wrap soon, okay? It's apparently, I don't know if this rumor is true. I saw it on the Instagram. And again, you have to take that shit with a grain of salt, but with a, a grain of pink Himalayan sea salt. But 
It sounds like Jersey is supposed to wrap next month in September, which sounds like it's actually a long season for Jersey. I don't know if that's actually true, but what I'm hearing is that the show is supposed to wrap in September and then air as soon as October. So it looks like Bravo's really trying to bust out these shows quickly. It's also interesting that we have like Winter Charm. I don't know. What was the the fucked up name they gave that show? Summer House Southern Charm? Winter Charm. Summer House Winter Charm. Right? Summer House Winter Charm. Stupid. Anyway, they that show finished taping a while ago, and we don't even have an air date for that. I would assume that would come maybe September or October. They're probably waiting to air it in fall slash winter. That way it's a little more fitting for the time. Nobody really wants to watch a show about winter in summer. So that makes a little bit of sense. We have the Housewives All-Stars show, which still has yet to be officially titled. That has is supposed to come out. I would assume that comes out in September. I think we'll probably be getting a trailer for that soon. Salt Lake City, I'm hearing, is supposed to be airing in September as well. So I would assume we get a trailer this week. I don't have any sources to confirm that. I know people on Twitter are saying that, but they said the trailer was supposed to come last week. As far as I'm concerned, I don't know when a trailer is supposed to drop. I'm just predicting that it's probably going to drop next week because that'll be the four week, four to five week mark from when the the season is supposed to be premiering. And usually they release trailers six to four weeks before the show actually airs. So I would anticipate we would get something this week, if not at the absolute latest next week as far as a trailer goes for Salt Lake City. Um, But Jersey, which, I mean, if we can bust it out and have it to us by October, I think that would be great because I love me some Joyzy. But it also feels like we just wrapped the last season. And I don't know if it's like, it feels a little too soon, but we shall see. So with Jersey, I don't know what the actual rumor is because now I'm hearing conflicting rumors. But apparently Margaret Josephs is bringing up on camera an affair that happened in Jennifer Aiden's marriage. Now, if you'll remember Jennifer Aiden's first season, Margaret said something about like her husband sleeping in the pool house. And then Jennifer kind of like snapped and got crazy about that allegation because she said she's like, well, when you throw out allegations like that, people start to believe it. Then Margaret came up later and said that what, there wasn't any truth to that. I've never heard of your of Bill cheating on you. I just said that because I was hoping to strike a nerve and it actually worked. So there's that. And Jen Shaw, I mean, not Jen Shaw, Jennifer Aiden also did reveal that Ben sleeps in the pool house, whether that was a joke or a flipping comment or what. She also revealed that in that same season, a couple weeks in the episode prior to her blowout with Margaret, she did reveal that when Ben gets in trouble, that's where he sleeps in the pool house. So it sounded like that's where Margaret pulled that from. It's like, oh, well, is that why your husband sleeps in the pool house? Because you said he sleeps in the pool house. And it's probably because, you know, he's sleeping with these other women. Well, now apparently Margaret Josephs is sharing a rumor. I didn't start a rumor. I heard a rumor. She's apparently sharing a rumor that there was an affair that went on in the Aiden marriage. I originally heard it as the affair was that Bill cheated on Jennifer like 10 years ago. And then some people are like, well, that may make sense because didn't he buy her that really nice piece of jewelry about 10 years ago? Or maybe it was at their 10 year mark. I don't know. But they were linking it to the time that he brought he bought her that really expensive piece of jewelry. So Margaret, I heard that that's what Margaret said, that Bill cheated on Jennifer. I'm now hearing that it's the opposite, that the rumor is about Jennifer cheating on Bill. I don't know who cheated on who. I just know Margaret's accusing them of like, you know, not being faithful to one another. So Jennifer Aiden, interestingly, over the weekend 
did a video on her Instagram story about passports. So I'm assuming this is now linked to the rumor. Again, there's no confirmation of these rumors, just that Margaret brought something up and that Jennifer is being iced out by the rest of the cast, which is to be expected. Like, I think we all kind of knew that was going to happen after the reunion last season when Jennifer like really came hard at everybody. And I love Jennifer. She's probably one of my favorites on the cast right now, but and only because she really brings it. But it's like you can't expect to then be goody goody friends with everybody when you're blasting all of them on the reunion and in the press afterwards. But so Jennifer went on her Instagram story and was talking about passports and she shows like, look, I'm the one and she showed it on the story. I'm the one in charge of all of the passports. It's like, okay, you're the one in charge of all the passports. And then she's like, and I have Bill's passport right here. And then she opens it up and she's like, let's look at where Bill actually went. And then she's going through his passport and she's like, he went here and he went here and then he went here twice. And those are the only places that Bill has ever, that Bill Aiden has ever traveled to outside of the country. So now it sounds like maybe the rumor was about Bill cheating, not Jennifer cheating, but the rumor was about Bill cheating and maybe him traveling out of the country and that's where he cheated on her. And apparently wherever the alleged affair happened, it was out of the country and Jennifer is proving that that trip never took place because it's not stamped in Bill's passport. So that's probably Jen's way of proving that whatever Margaret revealed was likely not true. And apparently Margaret was sharing this information with with the other women on the show. Apparently Jackie, Margaret, Melissa, and partially Teresa have all kind of iced out Jennifer. That the only one that's really getting along with Jennifer or willing to film with her is Dolores and the newbie. Apparently Teresa, from the rumors, is that Teresa has been like feeling conflicted and she knows that, you know, the majority of the women still don't like Jen. And so she's feeling pressure to not hang out with Jen, which is not usually Teresa's MO. Teresa usually hangs out with the person everybody hates. So I don't know if I fully believe that rumor. You know, Teresa loves to hang out with, you know, we had Danielle. She was friends with Kim D. She was friends with that Penny chick. Um, she was, you remember when there was the drama between Margaret and Siggy, and then at the end of the finale, Teresa left with Siggy in the car. She left Margaret's party because she's like, Siggy's my friend. And then Siggy was no longer her friend when Siggy got fired from the show. So I think Teresa likes to go for the one that's, you know, the enemy. And she kind of likes to align herself with that. I don't know if that's intentional or a strategy or, you know, fleas attract fleas. I don't know. I don't know. Take it or leave it. If anybody wants to dig into it further about the Margaret Joseph stuff, and maybe I will dig into it sooner now. It was a busy weekend. I didn't get to fully do my research, but now that I have my glasses on, maybe now I will. So get ready. Get ready, guys. Get ready. And if you haven't done so yet, please go and listen to Reality Checked on Sirius XM Radio Andy with Amy Phillips because I love me some Amy Phillips. Thank you, Amy Phillips. Love you, boo. All right, guys, thank you for listening to hashtag no filter with Zach Peter. I love you. I appreciate you. You give me the world. You can give me a follow at just plain Zach. That's my personal account. I post like more personal stuff, family stuff, funny stuff. That's not always directly housewives related. It's a little more broad. I tend to do other like pop culture stuff. Like I was, I've been watching Manifest lately on Netflix and I fucking love that show. That's a good show. I binged all three seasons over the weekend. Um, which is a little embarrassing to admit, but please, please, please. But yeah, you can follow me at Just Plain Zach on my personal account. You can continue to follow the show at No Filter with Zach. I may be doing another giveaway very soon. Wink, wink. 
I don't think there will be an ep- a new episode this Wednesday because it was supposed to be Tracy DeMarco and then she canceled. So if we can tape it before or by this Wednesday, maybe it'll be released. If not, then I will see you guys this Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 Eastern. Thursday night, we're going live. It'll be rebroadcast on the YouTube, which is youtube.com slash JustPlainZach. So you can always tune in there to, um, to watch the show. All right, guys. I love you. I mean it. Be sure to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. Maybe I'll do more shout-outs this Thursday on the live. So leave them today so that you make it for this Thursday's live. And yeah, buy my wine. NoFilterWine.com. And I think that's all I got for you for this week. Love ya. Mean it. Bye.